Hello, and welcome to New Day Christian Fellowship Church Podcast, where we worship, connect, equip, and serve. We're so glad that you're joining us. Our prayer is that you allow today's message to minister to you so that you can become all that God has called you to be. Thanks so much for tuning in and enjoy today's message. Gracious God in heaven, we come before you this morning, thankful for this opportunity that you've given us to hear from heaven, dear Lord God. These amazingly awesome people did not come to hear from Tony Dunn. They came from hear from you, dear Lord God. So I thank you for giving me the tongue of the learned, that I may speak a word in season to them that are weary, that my teaching and my pre- preaching is not with enticing words of man's wisdom, but it is in demonstration and a manifestation of your spirit and of power. And Father, I promise to give you alone all the praise and you alone all the glory. In Jesus' mighty and matchless name, let all who agree say... Amen, amen. It's so good to see you guys. Can we give our amazing band a hand, please? Amen. Love you guys. Thank the world of you. Minister Dwayne Punch, amen, amen. Lawrence over on that bass. Lawrence, yeah, he was, hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, amen. We got Ira on the drums. Can we give Ira a hand, please? Love those guys. Love them dearly. Thank God for them, too. Amen, amen. So, all right. Get your pens out, papers, journals, iPads, note whatever you need to do. Now, let me give you a heads up. And online, too, you might have to, like, pause this as we're going, okay? I'm going to give you a lot in a short time. I am. More than I normally do, but I believe in you guys so much, I'm going to go ahead and do it, okay? Amen? Now, um, my... my um, Seminary teachers might be like, I don't know, Bishop Tony is a lot, but I believe in them. I think they can do it. Because you guys can do all things. Now, hallelujah. So y'all can listen up, okay? All right. So uh, our 2024 theme is one, two, three. What is it? Now we're increasing in faith, family, fitness, and finances. Okay, faith, family, fitness, and finance. Now, we previously, the last, I think, four weeks or five weeks, we've been discussing wisdom. Before we start talking about increasing these other areas, we need to increase in wisdom and understanding the importance, the the role that wisdom plays in our lives. Now, remember, you supposed to have read Proverbs chapter 8. That really breaks Proverbs 8. Write it down. If you didn't read it, go back and read it this week. And it really talks about how wisdom began. Wisdom existed before the earth and all the planets and everything else. Proverbs 8, okay? Now, what we're going to do, we're going to begin transitioning from talking about wisdom into talking about faith. So this is a bridge sermon. We're going to move from wisdom. We're going to move into faith. It's going to be a transition, okay? Now, the way to increase in faith is to increase in understanding, when I was a little boy, looking up in an airplane, it's like, how in the world does something, how in the world does something so big, so heavy, fly so high for so long? And some of you guys are still wondering about that. And that's why you won't get on an airplane. But the more I increased in the understanding of how an airplane works, the more faith I had in it. None of you, I guarantee you, none of you came in today and checked those seats you're sitting in. You just plopped down. We came in and worshiped, and Minister Tim said, for you guys that can, I heard you, but the guys that can, have a seat. None of you like, can this thing hold me? Is it strong enough? Because you have previous understanding about those chairs, and so guess what? You had great faith. In fact, you didn't even think about it. You just plopped down. 
So the more we increase in understanding, the more we're going to increase in faith. It's the same thing with our marriages. The more I understand my wife, the more she understands me, the more faith I have in her. Employers, the more you understand your employees, the better more time you spend together, the more faith you have in that they will do what they said they were going to do. This morning in my prayer time, I did not pray, Lord, please let the band show up and, and start rehearsal, and please let Corbin get the mics together, and please let the... Because y'all been doing it for 14 years, and you've never... I have faith that it's going to be done. So again, the more understanding we have, the more faith we have. So repeat after me, please. The greater my understanding... The greater, my faith. the greater my faith. Now, the opposite of wisdom is ignorance. Or as we said when I was growing up, ignorant. But since I don't live in Compton anymore, I'm going to say ignorance. I'm going to enunciate properly. Now, I'm going to give you seven passages that we are not going to spend time on today. We're just going to touch on them. And then I'm going to get to the message, okay? Bishop, you haven't given, given us a title. I told you, hold on, I'm getting there. Go, to, go with me, please. King James Version, Romans 1.13. This is Paul. He's writing to the church that was in Rome. These were not Jewish people. They were, they were Gentile people. And a Gentile is anybody, anyone, whether you're black, Mexican, Argentinian, I don't care what you is. If you're not Jewish, you're a Gentile. Got it? Okay. He's writing to the Gentiles. Now, Romans 1.13, watch this. It says... Now, I would not have you what? He doesn't want them to be ignorant. Now, there are seven times this phrase is in the New Testament. I would not have you. So, Tony Dunn is a type. I need to see what he don't, doesn't want me to be ignorant about. Okay? So, number one, and we're going to fly through these. We're just visiting these. We're just touching on these. But this is a sneak preview of what's coming. Amen? Now, I would not have you ignorant, brethren, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you. He wanted to go to them just like I want to go to other countries. I'll be in Moldova. Say Moldova. Moldova. Say Czech Republic. Czech Republic. Uh, where else have we been invited? There's another one. I'm forgetting. Okay, there's a third one. Um, Czech Republic. What else is over there? Moldova. It's another country. Come on. You're supposed to remember. You're going with me, right, babe? No, it ain't Macedonia. It's Macedonia. Romania. Who said Romania? <laughs> Jackie said Romania. Okay, Romania. All right. <laughs> so when we are going, you've been like, where is he going? Why is he going over there? Read the word. I will not have you. Okay, that oftentimes I purpose to come unto you, but I was let, let here to throw, that I might have some what? So we're called to do what? Be fruitful. You see this? So some of you, you may not go to Moldova with me or Macedonia, and some of y'all are going to have to go look that up and see where those countries are. Hallelujah. I'm not telling you. Go home, Google. You'll see. But here's the deal. Some fruit. I, your pastor, your bishop, remember, bishop just means online. Bishop simply means a pastor of pastors. That's our term. That's how we're using it here. That's New Day Christian Fellowship's working definition of bishop is pastor of pastor of pastors. Okay. So I need to have some fruit. Now, you may not go with me, but you need to have some fruit here. Who is in the kingdom of God because of you? All right, next one. Go to Romans eleven twenty-five, please. He says here, for I would not, brethren, that ye should be what? One, two, three, be what? Ignorant. 
Okay, so you guys are still kind of not getting this. I'm gonna do five more of these, and each time when I say what, say ignorant, okay? All right, that's how, that's how we're doing it today, okay? For I will not, brethren, have that you should be ignorant of this mystery. Now, mystery in the New Testament is a revealed truth. This is not a who done it, who murdered somebody, who killed somebody, who robbed a bank, okay? It's a revealed truth. Lest ye should be wise in your own conceits. Watch this. And sometimes we kind of stuck up. We think we got it figured out. We, we got, got six months of, of online, somebody's Bible college or some training, and all of a sudden, we, you know, we, we the Apostle Paul. That blindness in part is happening to Israel. So even, see, here's the thing. If you understand the scripture, you'll understand what's happening right now over there. But many of us don't. And many of us are looking at this whole Israel-Gaza thing through the lens of, as a black person, because of our suffering, and the Africans are doing it too, the South Africans, because of apartheid, you're seeing it through that lens of your pain. And so we need to see it through the lens of Scripture. No, I'm not saying Israel is right. What I'm saying is that we, are, our, our perspective is skewed because we're ignorant. That blindness in part is happening to Israel until the fullness of the Gentiles become in. So... There, this is what I envision. This is Tony Dunn, okay? I'm probably wrong as two left shoes, but online, this is Tony Dunn, okay? That one day, somewhere, somebody is going to do an altar call, and that last Gentile is going to come down the aisle and get saved, and then guess what? It's on and cracking in. You're talking about the end time is going to be set off then. There's that, who is that last Gentile? He might be in Moldova. May not have nothing to do with us. It may not even be a church service. It may be one of y'all witnessing at your job. You know what? I'm getting into my sermon as weeks from now. Next one, please. First, go to 1 Corinthians 10. 1 Corinthians 10, 1. 1 Corinthians 10, 1. Watch this. Moreover, brethren, I would not that, I would not that ye should be what? Yeah. Oh, there you go. All right. How that all our fathers were under the cloud and all passed through the sea. Now, you're going to need to read entire chapter 10 to fully understand this, but this is what we do. Watch, this is what we do. That Old Testament, I'm a, I'm, I'm a New Testament uh, believer. I'm a New Testament Christian. I'm, I'm a, I got a New Testament. I'm the blood covenant. No, no, hold on. You need the Old Testament. Don't be so quick to dismiss. In fact, this world was one, W-O-N, the world was one, to Christ by the Old Testament. The people in the, in the New Testament days, they was busy writing it. Now, we have it, but they were using the Old Testament to win souls. We have to understand that story, that Exodus, when the children of Israel came out of Egypt, it is significant to us. Just like we come out of the world and cross the Red Sea, the blood, and then we entered into the promised land, okay? And then there are ites in the land. We got to deal with those ites. That story is replete throughout Scripture, and most of us don't know it. So we cannot be ignorant of that story. It's a coming attraction, okay? Go with me, please, to Romans chapter 12. And this is all increasing in our faith. See, the more we understand this, many of us, our faith is one-dimensional. A lot of us, our faith is simply what we're believing God for. You guys in Romans 12? Watch this. Now concerning what kind of gifts? Yes. Brethren, I would not have you what? Ignorant. I don't want you ignorant of spiritual gifts. And many times, I was guilty. Lord, I got filled with the Holy Spirit, started speaking in tongues, and I thought that was just some total Christianity. Hallelujah, I've arrived. And I watched others who were filled with the Holy Spirit start cursing people out. The book of James talks about that. Mm -hmm. Bitter and sweet. 
shouldn't be. So we're not going to be ignorant, okay? Spiritual gifts, and many of us are. Many people think that the gifts went out with the apostles. The last apostle died. We don't need that anymore. We got the Bible now. When was the Bible canonized versus that last apostle died? What did the people do in between? I will poke holes in your argument. Not, not intentionally. I just don't want you to be. Okay, go with me, please, to 2 Corinthians. I still haven't gotten to today's sermons, by the way. 2 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 8. Watch this. For we would not, brethren, have you what? Oh, I love this one. Of our trouble which came to us in Asia that we were pressed out of measure above strength insomuch that we despaired even of life. This is Paul, the great apostle, talking about his problems. How many pastors will not tell you anything about what they're going through? My number one comment, it hasn't been that, ooh, Bishop Tony, you're such a handsome man. Ooh, Bishop Tony, you're so muscular and strong and in shape. Never got those compliments. So, yeah, I've been married 39 years. I'm good. But, but then one compliment, seriously, I have gotten is I've never seen a pastor so transparent. Well, again, the Bible says, thank you, Tammy. Okay. For we were not, brethren, be ignorant of our trouble. I can let you know what happened. He's letting you know what happened in Asia. I told you what happened in Nigeria. Series of many strokes. Well, if you tell people, they're going to think you ain't got no faith. I had faith to get through it. I'm still standing here, right? You know, we used to think, because it's funny, because I joke about it, about, you know, because if we got enough faith, stuff won't happen. We were going through the airport on our way to Africa. It was, it was a small team, about eight of us, and it was Joanne Jones. We were at LAX, and she was the last one. Everybody made it through TSA. You were there, right, Elder? And we're just standing there right on the other side. There she is, and they got all her stuff out, taking all, you know, you know going through her bag. <laughs> And I looked at her and I said, Joanne, Joanne, you must have sin in your life. Everybody fell out laughing, right? We laughed. She got her bags and came on. So we get to London to change planes. And London is much, back then too, especially with the, with the terrorists, because they had some bombings in London. So they were much more on, stricter in London. So my bag is going through the little D, D, D. And all of a sudden, that little arm comes and pushes my bag that way. Everybody's on the other side but me. And Minister Sean Arbery said, hey, pastor, you must have sin in your life. <laughs> so we joke that if somebody's having a problem, they got sin in their life or they don't have enough faith. No, no, no. So you're going to tell me Paul had sin in his life? You're going to tell me he didn't have enough faith? He had faith to endure all of this. We're going to talk about that, okay? Next one, please. 1 Thessalonians 4.13. 1 Thessalonians. Watch this. This sneak preview as we transition out of talking about wisdom and talking about increasing in faith. So 1 Thessalonians 4.13, this is a lot of us, but I would not have you to be what? Amen. Brethren, concerning them which are asleep, that we sorrow not even as others which have no hope. So here's the deal. A lot of times when we lose a loved one, I mean, it's like it's the world is over. Let me ask you something. The death of your loved one, did it catch God by surprise? No. So why are we so alarmed? Because we're ignorant. We're going to talk about this, and I've, I've had to walk, walk people through this. There's several passages, some in the Old Testament, that actually deal with this to help us be better and have more faith. Again, when we increase in understanding, we're going to increase in faith. Last one. That was number six. Number seven. Seven is number of completion. Second Peter, please. Now, the first six were Paul. This is Peter. Now, Paul, Peter says, but beloved, be not what? Amen. 
of this one thing. Don't be ignorant of this. And I love that. I've actually taught on that, the one things, the one things, okay? This one thing I desire. But he said, don't be ignorant of this one thing, that one day is with the Lord as a thousand years and a thousand years as one day. He didn't say it is. He said it's like it is. Now, here's the deal. God inhabits eternity. The word eternity doesn't mean something perpetual and on and on and on and on. My little brother, when he's, I mean, he's, 50 or whatever, but when he tells a story, good Lord, he starts at the very beginning. And me, even me and his wife is like, can you please? You know, he's no joke. He's like, let me tell my story. You better hurry up. Brother getting hungry, you know. <laughs> and sometimes when I'm talking to my brother, it seems like it takes an eternity for him to get his point across. It's just the way he's wired, and just and it's the way he likes to articulate. And some people need to do that, the way the brains are structured from the beginning to end. I get it, okay? I just get impatient. I just get impatient. Amen. Okay. <laughs> but you know, oh, I can stay on that one. But here's the deal with eternity. So here's the deal. Sometimes it seems like God is taking too long. But we're going to talk about that because the thing is that we're time-oriented because we live in a time domain. See, where God is, there is no time. Time doesn't exist. He has no beginning and no end. Now, that's hard for us to get our minds around, but that's literally what eternity means. And so the spirit, in the spirit realm, there is no time. God is light. Do you know at the speed of light, 183,000 miles a second, I believe, that at when, when we reach that, that velocity, time ceases. I'm going to give you some physics. This is some months away, but you know where we're going. And so we can better understand, because then, when, when like, I'll give you an example. We have we been a church for 14 years before we were able to buy a building, right? And some people say, well, that's a long time. Based on what? Whose timetable? I'm doing what God says. Now, when me and Jackie, when we first married, we, we were a few months in our marriage. We, 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 we put the down payment and started the process before, we, in fact, the reason she married me because we was buying a house. I'm not joking. We'll tell you that story one day. Yeah, yeah. She was like, yeah. I went hunting one day up there in the Palmdale area before it was all populated and all that. And I'm up there with my shotgun. Me and my buddies, we're doing some rabbit hunting. We love doing that stuff, right? <laughs> Ain't nothing like a fast car and a gun, okay? I'm only 5'7", but I'm all man. So we're up there shooting, shooting. And I come, come to work that day, and I see her. And we were like casual dating or just, you know, we going out a little bit, you know? And I tell her, I say, guess what? I'm buying a house up in Palmdale, $64,000 acre of land. And, and uh, now I'm thinking of me and the fellas to go up, hang out, get up in the morning and go shooting. And Jackie's words to me was, well, if we going to buy a house, we got to be married. I didn't even know. I didn't know. And wait, I did not exaggerate that. That's exactly how it happened. Okay. I was ignorant. <laughs> Woo. Right in front of me. My destiny. <laughs> what God had given me. I was ignorant. All right. All right. Let's get into this message. <laughs> I was smart. <laughs> Amen. Jackie said, I got a husband and a house. Amen. 
Amen. <laughs> Amen. So, if you think education is expensive, try ignorance. So, today's title is Ignorance Costs More Than Wisdom. Ignorance Costs More Than Wisdom. Now, let's begin our transition, okay? Let me give you the backstory. Now, after Jesus had risen from the dead, okay, he spent 40 days on the earth talking to his disciples. Now, the last thing that they said when he was getting ready to send 40 days later, he's about to go to heaven, and, and they know that, and they said to him, is it now that you're going to restore the kingdom of Israel? See, all of us are concerned about our nation, our ethnicity. We are. And Jesus says, no, it's all about the kingdom. So you wonder why, Bishop Tony online, I'm a kingdom preacher. Everything else is secondary, maybe even third or fourth. And some of it don't even matter because most of what you're concerned about has been born out of your pain and your ignorance. That's not a criticism. But we got to learn about the kingdom of God. That's where our faith is because we, let me just get going. Anyway, so Jesus tells him, deal with the kingdom. Now, this unique, I mean, the kingdom of God. Now, here's the, here's the, the thing that at that time, Rome was in charge of the known world. Rome was in charge. Underneath the Roman rule were the Jewish people, and they believed in Judaism, the, the Jewish religion. Most Jews did not believe in Jesus Christ. So we get excited that first time Peter preached a sermon that says 3,000 people came to Christ. There were about 250,000 people in the city, though. We get excited. Uh, I got some friends with 12,000-member churches but it's 250,000 people in your city. That's not a criticism. Please don't hear that. We just have to start thinking kingdom because if we get a large gathering, you know, in fact, we, as our church, because our sanctuary is so small, you know, Easter, we go to the movie theater, right? We, we chose the largest movie theater in Corona. And y'all packed that out. People were standing there. So what do we do next? This year, we're going to the amphitheater. and got more seats. And people, oh, we're going to the amphitheater. We're growing. And that's good, but there's still 160,000 people in this city. So I'm excited about y'all, but I'm still looking at the people outside of there, okay? So now Christians, I bring it up because Christians were in the minority. But guess what? This little ragtag group of Christians, this little group, we, right now, Christianity is the number one religion in the world. I think almost three million people out of the eight, three billion people out of the eight billion people on the planet they're about are Christians. Now, Islam is on the rise. It is rising, okay? It is rising. But right now, Christianity is an elite. So if we're Christians, how should we be living out our faith? I'm glad you asked. So our, 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 our verse for this uh, is Proverbs 9.10. Proverbs 9.10. Proverbs 9.10. It says this. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord. Should you be scared of God? Yes. No. Okay. But this fear is reverential fear, reverence, fear, where you get on your face before God at home. Not just Sunday morning. At home. Jackie's sister, Pat, who's passed away, had an altar in her closet. My sister-in-law, ooh, she was something. She was something. And now our definition of Fear, reverential fear is this, wholehearted respect, honor, and recognition. Earlier today, we said, I love, I love you, I love you, I love you forever. That was a song we were singing. Now, I love you, that word love is agape or agopeo. That means to be completely, totally, wholly given over to God. 
not just God's unconditional love like so many of, as so many of us have been taught, to be completely holy, given over to God. Now, love you forever, that's outside of time. When we're singing that, that really blessed me. So if I'm going to fear God, have reverence for God, it's going to be with my wholehearted respect. With everything in me, I'm going to respect God. And one thing about us fellas, we want to be what? Starts with an R. R-E-S-P-E-C-T, right? No, Aretha didn't write that. Otis Redding did. Wholehearted respect, honor, and want to be recognized. That's how we need to do God. Wholehearted with everything in us. Now, let's see what Peter said about that. Go with me, please, to 1 Peter chapter 1, beginning in verse 13. Now, this is Peter writing to those Jews that believed in Jesus, okay? A small minority, and we can say this is Peter writing to us, okay? Now, we're talking about increasing in our faith and having more wisdom. So, what does it look like? Now, we're going to look at a few verses here and understand how we should be living, and we're going to unpack this over the next few months, okay? So, prepare your what? Now, here's the thing that we don't like. To, well, I can't say, generally speaking, I remember talking with someone, a missionary who's gone on to be with the Lord. You don't know him. You never met him. He didn't, I think they visited once, but you, no idea. So don't even try to figure out who I'm talking about. So I'm talking with him, and he, his words to me is like, it's not like some psychology stuff. And he was giving me pushback. Well, you don't want ain't got no money. Trying to spread the gospel. So, and we got to look at if God has a cattle on a thousand heel, and he wants you to go, where's the disconnect? Isn't how you think. As a man thinks in his heart, in his subconscious, so is he, okay? And so I got to get him to think. So I need to prepare my mind. So now Paul said our minds have to be, and we try so hard to stay the same as we were in the world before we came into the kingdom. So that what worked out there ain't going to work in here. So I got to let that go. And for Tony Dunn, I want to be as fruitful as I can. So I have to look at what ways do I have or I've been behaving that is hindering me from being more fruitful. The, the smallest church in, in the New Day Global Network, out of, it's over 60 churches now, but 60 churches has about 12 members. The largest has 6,000. How do I, with a church... That doesn't have 6,000. Pastor church has 6,000. See, most would trip on that. But I had my mind had to be renewed. Do you understand? So some of us, we're going we're to have to see it differently. Or it, oh, God. So prepare your minds for what? Okay. okay. Prepare your minds for what? You just can't come and sit. And exercise what? I can't help myself. Yes, you can. I just feel that's the problem. Feelings is the opposite of faith. Well, I just think that's the problem. Because either you're a feeler or a thinker. And the way I find out, I just listen to you. Because this is what you say. Well, Pastor, I just feel everybody. I just feel like, okay, you're a feeler. You're telling me. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Well, Pastor, I think we ought to. So you're what? Ain't that deep, y'all. Put all your hope in the gracious salvation. See, some of y'all put all your hope in the Las Vegas Raiders. Put all your gracious salvation, all your hope. Hey, some of y'all in the Cowboys, and I really worry about y'all. Put all your hope. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. The Raiders are like, fine, get off of us. Okay. 
put all your hope in a gracious salvation, okay, <laughs> that will come to you when Jesus Christ is revealed to the world. There's something coming, and I don't want to miss out on it. See, the thing about our salvation now, oh, okay, uh, next verse, verse 14. I'm sorry, Pastor Rachel, I got to go. All right, verse 14. Watch this. So you must live as God's obedient children. I got three sons. Which is your favorite, Bishop? The one that obeys. <laughs> Let me stop. Now, the next part, don't slip back into your old ways of living. Why would I slip back? To satisfy your desires. See, when you come into the kingdom, it's not about you anymore. I told you the key to fruitfulness is death to self. I got to be about me. I got it. I got it. No, it does not. Sit down. That's my mama's favorite. Me and my brother was talking about it yesterday. It was so funny. Just me and Mike was talking. He was by the house with his sons, my nephews, and it was like, remember, mama said, go somewhere and sit down. When she would get mad, that was her thing. Go somewhere and sit down. <laughs> so when you're feeling your own desires, go somewhere and sit down. No, don't. You can't. You can't. Don't slip back. Don't slip back. And so that means you can. So don't do it. You didn't know any better then. You were ignorant. Now you got some knowledge. Don't go back. This is how we live out our faith. Verse 15. Watch this. But now you must be holy, holy in, I don't know, Sunday mornings? I just, in everything you do. Your TV channels need to be holy. Your internet browser needs to be holy. And I'm going to tell you something. When people, when they find themselves in a situation, you didn't fall into it. You've been thinking about that. You've been meditating on that. When you've called that old boyfriend, you've been, you've been thinking. It ain't just like, no, all of a sudden, no. You, you, so I take every thought captive. Every thought. If it's not of God, you can't come up in here. You can't. You cannot. You cannot. I got a whole nother level of border control up in me. Them, all them, them people up in Washington always arguing about immigrants. I tell you what, if you're going to come inside of me, you're going to add value to me. I'm talking about thoughts, okay? You're going to add value to me. You're going to increase me. You, you, you're going to make me more fruitful. You're going you're gonna, to you're gonna help me. If you, you cannot come in me if you're going to condemn me, criticize me, or cause me to sin. Yeah, I, I'm not holding on to those thoughts. Oh, no. And I'm going to tell you something. The reason a lot of us are not more fruitful because we won't hang around people that are greater than us. Who can, who can actually take us to the next level because we get insecure around them because their greatness magnifies our deficiencies. And instead of feeling like, like I can move forward, I'm going to shrink back to where I feel okay. What I'm comfortable with, what I'm familiar with. But you must be holy. And the reason most of us are not holy because we're not whole. Holy and whole are the same root Hebrew word. That's why Jesus came to heal the broken heart and even change the way you think. But you know, I don't, I don't want to deal with that. I don't want to get no therapy. The people around you want you to get some therapy. <laughs> so maybe your key to getting holy, you need to get whole. Because I need to be holding everything I do. 
Just as God who chose me is holy, and if I'm, if I'm made in his image and I got to be Christ-like, it starts with being holy. 16, for the scripture says you must be holy because... 17, and remember that the heavenly father to whom, whom you pray has no favorites. He will judge or reward you according to what you... Well, God is a forgiving God. Yeah, he'll forgive you. Now, remember, we're living, I'm, li I'm living for eternity. New Day Global Network, the pastors in, in, in this area, um, one evening we went to Pastor Kevin's house. Ugh, I wasn't supposed to say his name. My bad. But he had a nice house. Nice. And some of us, that's the sum total of our Christian pursuit. Not him. He's a pastor. He's great, okay? But what I'm saying is that, and we'll see someone with something like that. I, now, that's cool. You want to believe God for a nice and big house is good, but can you believe beyond that? Can you go to the next level, please? Because he's going he's gonna to judge me or reward me based on what I do. So I must live in what kind of fear? During my time here as a what? I'm temporary. I'm just passing through. I'm just passing through. 61, turning 62 in May. You know, I don't know what, I got another 30 years here? What? And some people, I'm going to live 120. You go ahead, I'm good. <laughs> now, if I, I can live 120 if I'm up and walking and agile and able, okay? Ain't nobody pushing me. That's just me, okay? It's just Tony. I'm, I'm such a doer, okay? I, I got to go. So you must live. <laughs> My mom first moved in with us. You're going again? Yes. So you must live in reverent, reverent fear of him when, during my time here. That's how we're going to live out our faith, reverential fear. So if, if I'm reverencing him, giving him my wholehearted respect, honor, and recognition, he's going to be pleased. That's the goal. We're going to live in reverential fear in every single area of our life. Our online family, love you guys. The same thing with you, okay? Just in every area of your life reverential fear. And the reason many of us don't have that level of reverential fear is because we don't fully understand God. We have an aspect of his word. We'll take his word and learn how to, uh, like, uh, in certain situations, we'll try to plot a word to move that situation in favor, in a, in a, in a, in a direction that we want it to go. But once you really begin to understand God, you're going to submit to him and ask which direction you want me to go in. And so then you're going to move from just not only appreciating his word, but appreciating his ways, understand his will, and then learning his principles. So no matter what situation you find yourself in, you're going to know how to honor God and to live and execute godly. That's where we're going as a church. So that's our increase. Okay, family, that's how we're going to increase in our faith. We're going to first start with deepening our understanding. So everybody that's been to school and been educated and all that, and you've been in church a long time, that's great. That's wonderful. But we're about to take this bad boy to another level because he's going to judge us and reward us based on what we do. Bow your heads. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you that it's alive, it's a living thing, and it will, according to Isaiah 55, it will not return unto you void. 
My desire, Heavenly Father, is a significant increase in the faith in this community, both here in, in service and online, dear Lord God. And I pray for an increase in faith within the entire New Day Global Network, Heavenly Father. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that everyone's faith will increase. Your word tells us without faith, it's impossible to please you. And we want to please you, Heavenly Father. So, Lord, I thank you that we'll increase in our understanding, not just contemporary use of the scriptures but Lord there's there's we're pursuing you for a, a comprehensive understanding of your word your will and your way dear Lord God in every area of our life that we will live lives that are pleasing unto you and I thank you Heavenly Father that at New Day we are fruitful and we're multiplying we're increasing Heavenly Father we love you and we honor you in Jesus name amen amen thanks so much for joining us we pray that you were blessed by today's message. To learn more about New Day Christian Fellowship Church in Corona, California, visit our website at www.newdaycorona.org.